0: Let's get real, business owners who earn 10 times more do not work 10 times harder. However, traditionally professional experts such as lawyers, accountants, financial advisors and other consultants have built their businesses by following the money. In other words, using the equation that in order to get more money, they need to work more hours or have more clients. And from what I can see and from what I know, that just leads to high levels of burnout. Welcome to the Work Less, Profit More podcast for lawyers, accountants, and professional. I'm Diana Lidstone, business and marketing strategist known for my straight talk, no BS, and helping my clients work less while paradoxically profiting more. In every episode, I'll share simple tools, strategies, and resources to help you get better at the business side of your profession so you can double, quadruple, or even 10 times your small firm without sacrificing family time, travel, or anything else you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome friends. I'm so excited to be, you know, having you on this journey with me. It's hard to believe. Yep. This is season three of my podcast. And I know there's lots of exciting stuff coming down the pipeline, lots of changes. And there's an old saying, you know, if you're not changing, you're not growing. Change is actually essential. Business is all about change. I'm sure if you think back to when you started your business and compare it to today, both you and your business have changed, morphed, improved, whatever you want to call it. Well, my business is changing, and so then, so must my podcast. In this episode, I want to share with you my why for the change. You see, because in my previous episode, number 69, I shared the five upcoming improvements to my podcast, but here I want to share the real why, my real reason, my real heartfelt reason why I felt these changes were necessary. You see, I want to build a business that suits my lifestyle. And I know that many of you do too. And in order to do this, as my lifestyle changes, things have to change. In the last 10 years or so, as I've gotten older, my priorities have changed. When my husband retired in 2020, I knew things in my business had to change. And there's a whole episode on that and I'll refer to it in the show notes. And here I am again. It's 2023. I'm a new grandmother and I wanna change my business again. I want more free time to spend with my grandson. In fact, I've decided to dedicate Mondays to be grandson gays. You see, I want more free time, but I want to keep earning the same amount. So my question to you is, what is it that you want more free time for? So why am I sharing this with you? Because I know from working myself and working with my clients that you can create a business that suits your lifestyle. And it all starts with what I call your big picture vision for how you want your business to look and feel in the future. You need absolute clarity around your vision in order to build a business that fits into your lifestyle, not a life that fits into your business like so many of you might have. In order to achieve my goals of working only three days a week and having a multiple six-figure business, I niche down. Yeah, I specialize. So I've gone from coaches and consultants to what I call professional experts. Now, does it mean I won't work with coaches and consultants? No, but it means that my content, my podcast, my blog, everything that I create will be directed to solving their specific problems. Just a side note, if you're a frustrated, overworked coach or consultant, the content in season three will still be pertinent. So if I say the words lawyer or accountant or small firm, just substitute in your head coach or consultant. Fade back to regular. You see, I actually didn't choose my niche of helping professional experts like lawyers, accountants, and financial advisors. It seems to have chosen me over the last couple of years. And so when I apply, you know, the principles that I teach my clients, which is double down on what's working, let go of what's not, I realized that I had my trifecta. I have as clients, lawyers, accountants, and financial advisors. But it started much earlier than that, when I was truthful and when I reflected back. You see, in 1986, yes, let's go back to 1986, I was a much younger mother of two preschool children with a husband who continuously traveled for his corporate job. Now, as much as I loved my kids... I envied my younger sister. She was a veterinarian working in a small practice and she was talking about starting her own business. I was so jealous. Starting her own business seemed like a wonderful dream. Now, the more serious my sister got about starting her business, we realized that although she was an awesome veterinarian, she knew absolutely almost nothing nothing about starting or running a profitable business. In fact, I remember I was shocked to learn that during her, you know, years, six or seven years at vet school, she only had like one or two classes about building a business, despite the fact that more than half of the graduates would eventually start their own businesses. Does this ring a bell? Does this sound familiar to you if you're a lawyer, an accountant, or financial advisor? You went to university, you took some certification, and no one told you about the other side of the coin, the business of business. Well, after a few discussions with my sister, both my husband and I realized that for her, before even finding a location to open her business, before going to the bank for a loan, before making a list of inventory to purchase, before thinking about hiring help, she needed a business plan and a marketing plan. Have you got one? So while my sister worked her job, I hauled two preschoolers, off to the local library to research how to put a business plan together. Remember, I said it was 1986. No internet, just books. Then it seemed that every Sunday evening after dinner, the three of us, my husband with a university business degree, myself doing the research, and my sister, who had the practical knowledge, we sat around the kitchen table putting numbers on paper. And finally, we had a plan. An approximate number for a loan and even a possible location in a new building in a high traffic area. Okay, I'll cut to the chase. You don't want to know every single detail. But my sister got a loan and started her business. And, you know, it hasn't been easy. I regret over the years that I haven't been able to help my sister grow her business. Hint, hint. It's really difficult to give a family member advice on how to run their business. It doesn't work. You see, my sister has now built a million dollar business. She never in a million years thought a million dollars was possible. I am super, super proud of what she has accomplished. But, and here's the big but, she has sacrificed a lot. What do I mean? She rarely takes vacations or time off. And over the 30 odd years she's had this business, it's been the same way. There was a time when her marriage was on the rocks because hubby felt that he came second after the business. She never had children. She rarely takes time for a hobby. And she's got health issues that, you know, started from the stress and the burnout. What frustrates me and why I do what I do is because it doesn't have to be that way. As I said in my intro, business owners who earn 10 times more don't work 10 times harder. You see, as a business owner, you have the choice. I'll say that again. You have the choice on how you build your business. While my sister was building her business in Halifax, I eventually moved back to Quebec, where I had the opportunity to watch friends of ours, veterinarians, build a highly profitable business raise two fantastic kids, take vacations around the world. So why couldn't my sister? Why couldn't she take those trips around the world? Why couldn't she have more time for her passion, her horses? Why couldn't she travel to see her only sister, uh, me, her nieces and nephews? Why couldn't she have employees who didn't leave after staying for a short time? It's true she was profitable, but was it really successful? When I think back, you know, it really wasn't my sister's fault. No one taught her that the old equation, that success equaled, you know, more money, which equals more work, and that that, you know, kind of hustle, that hamster wheel would only lead to burnout. They didn't teach marketing in vet school or lawyer or accountancy school or whatever it is the old model the old equation that more money equals more clients or more hours or more hustle or more burnout it's really more headaches my sister and the way she built her business and what it cost her is why why i'm on a mission to help professionals the lawyers the accountants and the financial advisors and anyone else who you know reaches out to me who didn't get that business training in school I want to help them improve the business side of their business. Essentially, how can they differentiate themselves in the marketplace so that people come to them, their clients come to them, and then scale to maybe multiple seven figures with ample time off. You see, there's really three components, I believe. I'm on a mission to help them differentiate themselves, not be the same old, same old. How to scale which means that the gap between revenue and expenses keeps widening, so that profit, and to have ample time off. Can you imagine taking three weeks off from your business, maybe even two months off from your business and still having it to grow? It is possible. You see, over the years, I've learned some key principles that will help drive the content of this podcast so that you can start to change and grow and look at your business in a whole different light. And I call these the nine activators. And I'm going to, you know, quickly go through these nine activators. And I'll be talking about them more and more and more as the podcast progresses. So here's one. Success is different from everyone. Four. Number one. Success is different for everyone. But unless you're specific about what kind of success you want, you'll never get it. And that's what I was talking about, the big picture vision. And you've got to share, you know, your your mission, your vision, and your values with your team so that they feel a true buy-in. But that success, what success means, that's got to be shared. And you know, the fact is that 99% of business owners, and especially the lawyers and the accountants and the financial advisors, haven't taken the time to clearly identify what they want their business to look and feel like in the future, whether it's three years down the road, whether it's 10 years down the road. And that's what I'm going to talk about next week. Okay, number two, it isn't the best lawyer, the best accountant, the best financial advisor, Insert the best whatever who gets the business. Just because you're good at what you do doesn't mean you'll get the business. It is the best marketer who gets the business, the one that stands out from the others, the one who differentiates so that you get chosen. I call this the million dollar question, actually. And it is, you know, ask yourself, why should prospects choose you? That's the million-dollar question, because unless you can answer it really, really well, it could be costing you a million dollars. Okay, number three, marketing does not have to be a dirty word. Yeah, it should be simple. Marketing should be simple for both you and your prospects. I think I could write a book on that. I think there's probably been a number of books written on that. Number four, bigger isn't better. I'll say that again, bigger isn't better. In fact, when you want to grow your business, this is when it is time to double down on what's working and let go of what's not working. I call this do less better. When I'm working with clients in their strategic planning sessions, this is what we do. What, you know, when you look back, what has really worked really well, double down on it. What has not worked really well, let go. Of it. And I can truthfully say that, you know, when I revamped my business when my husband retired, that's exactly what I did. I doubled down on private coaching. I let go of my group coaching. Now, it is true I have started again my group coaching, but it's very, very different than what I had previously. So, what could you double down on? What could you do less of, but better? Number five, revenue is nowhere near as important as profit. No matter your expertise, you're in the business of helping people, of finding solutions to their problem and giving them support. That's your value. And it's not about the number of hours that you spend with them. So if you're charging by the hour, stop. We have to build assets in your business so that you can charge for your value, for your expertise, as opposed to the number of hours they are spending with you. Number six, measure what matters to you, to your business and to each team member. Do you have specific KPIs, specific measures that you keep track of every single month, week, whatever it happens to be? Do your team members each have a number that they are responsible for? You have to measure so that you know where to improve and what to let go of. Number seven, a profitable business needs a leader, a visionary leader, sometimes called a CEO. And that is your job. You are the visionary leader of your business. CEO doesn't stand for chief everything officer. It's chief executive officer. It is you being the visionary leader, leading the team so that they can follow you to build the business that you desire. So this is where the buy-in from the team needs to happen about your big picture vision. Number eight is you're the leader of a team of rock star individuals who share your vision and are capable of doing the work to turn your vision into reality. It is the team's job to take the vision that you have. They do the how, they do the implementation of how you're going to reach your vision. You aren't the one doing the how. You aren't the one doing. The business. You aren't the one doing the client fulfillment. For a lot of accountants and lawyers and financial advisors, it's really a huge mindset shift for them to go from being the doer to being the leader. And last but not least, number nine, a sustainable business needs systems and automation in order to improve its efficiency and productivity. And sometimes when I talk about systems and automation, people think, oh my God, that's so complicated. A system or an automation can simply be, you know, a Word document that you cut and paste and use over again. It doesn't need to be complicated. But the biggest way that your team, that your business is going to increase profits and free up time is by doing the same thing over and over again through a system that you tweak and so that you get better and better and better at doing it, shorten the time that you get to do it and increase that efficiency and profitability. So there we have it, nine activators of your sustainably profitable business. And I've put a graphic in the show notes. You know, feel free to download it and paste it up somewhere as a reminder of where to focus your time and energy. You see, I'm passionate about turning this old equation of success equals, you know, hard work, more hard work, more hours, more clients, turning that old model on its head and building a new business building equation that I call the grow equation. And, you know, in upcoming episodes, I'm gonna dive into explaining exactly what that is and how it could work for you. But before I go today, I just want to share an example of someone who was very similar to my sister. And Milena Cardinal, you can listen to her story in episode 11, came to me about three years ago. And, you know, an ambitious expert, serious about growing a profitable firm, engaged in her business. Now, she was willing to change. She was willing to prioritize quality over quantity. And she had a high desire for, you know, being the best in her business, to have profits to invest in her business and her community, and to have more time off to spend with family and friends. You see, after being a lawyer for about 10 years in a small city, there were days when Melena thought about throwing in the towel and just going to work for another firm. She was frustrated being the only decision maker, being the only person able to deliver law to her clients. Now, while she was able to pay her staff, there was no extra profits to invest in growing her team. She had originally met me at an event where I was a speaker. And in our conversation, when she eventually came to me for help, she asked me if I could quote unquote, make her profitable. And I said, I'm sorry, but I can't make you profitable. However, I can walk you through the grow equation. And if you do the work, I know that you will become profitable. Well, last year, Melinda hired two additional lawyers for her firm, giving her much needed breathing room and time off. And when she finally took her financials to her accountant, he said, oh my God, what have you done? You see, she had shown a profit of almost three quarters of a million dollars. She told her accountant, I hired Diana. Wasn't me, but it was the grow equation. And now that accountant is my client. So you might ask, how was that dramatic change for Melena possible? And here's a couple of key strategies that we work through. As I've hinted, we clarified her big picture vision. And with her team, they all became clear on what the vision for the business was. The business micro-niched down to a very specific micro-niche. She built strategic alliances in that field by attending their events. Of course, she raised her rates. She promoted her office manager to COO, chief operating officer, so that the chief operating officer took care of all the internal operations of the business while Milena drove the business and was the outward face of it and they improved the productivity of the firm by creating systems and automations. Was it easy? No. Was it simple? Yes. Was it strategic? Yes. Okay, thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got some inclination as to why I now have changed my business, why I now have changed my podcast and the direction that I'm going. I hope you'll stay with me and I hope you listen to next week's episode. Here's your question to ponder before next week's episode. What does success mean for you? Thanks for listening. If you're an ambitious professional who wants a competitive edge, who wants more free time and yet paradoxically more profits, then let's chat. Book a call with Diana at dianalidstone.com. Thanks for listening to the Work Less, Profit More podcast. If you have some thoughts or feedback, I'd love for you to leave me a voice message. Until next week, remember, you can do this. Bye for now.